You're listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some beers are made right down the street from where you live, and others have to travel halfway around the world just to get to you. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how all the other styles came about, and, I don't know, all the stuff you might hear on Beer School. Here on Beer School. Here on Beer School. Excellent. The best part about Beer School is... The homework. The homework is beer. So... And we've got good homework We have for good you. homework. This is really fun homework. It's, <laughs> uh, it's coming up. So the show today is pretty simple. The idea is that we've done a bunch of these now. Yes. We've done... Two them, dozen more. Two dozen more. Two dozen plus. We've got a 30 hours plus of, of uh, content. Incoherent babbling. Some of it's actually very good. Um... And some of you have written to say that you like the show, and some people basically like the one guy, where is his thing. <laughs> I keep telling John that we should just find these people and cut off their feeds. Mr. Ice 99. <laughs> it's actually M. Rice, but it's Mr. Ice 99. John, you need to punch things up on all your shows. Well, thanks for that constructive criticism there, sir. Um, <laughs> when we started this, I had never played host before. Uh, so I had a lot of learning to do, and I think I've gotten better, but if I haven't, I'm sure that you'll let me know. The problem is we peaked with Rockstar Bartender. We did. We, <laughs> <laughs> we started off the show. It's been downhill since then. <laughs> so we're going to restate things. This, that's why this show is called Syllabus. Yes. And For, I, I want to remind everybody that we're on this side of the bar. We are not brewers. We've brewed, but we're not doing it on a day-to-day basis. We are not bartenders, although we've bartended. It's kind of fun. Actually, I haven't bartended. I I can't pour beer to save my life. You've poured beer at festivals, though. That's being. Oh yeah, I've done that. So we go to (laughs) beer events, but we don't judge them. Yes, we're non-judgmental. We're non-judgmental. So we're just we're guys like you. We're not any different than than um, the normal beer geek sitting there enjoying whatever right i mean we're we're the people who sit on who are sitting at the bar chatting blathering back and forth and you go through we have we've come up with a couple of zingers of mistakes uh but our show is not to give you the technical you know this is this is how everything goes together we'll bring some of that in so you understand all the components that come up with beer but really what we're trying to do is just get people more familiar with knowing what beer is what it tastes like and if you want to try another beer what you might like from what you learned from the beers that you're right. drinking. Well, we went to the store today, and there was, what, 100 beers in that case? Yes, you'll see it when we get to the homework. Yeah. And there's 100 beers in the case. And so if you're only familiar with one beer, you're going to buy the beer that you know. You're yeah. not going to buy any of the other beers because, like, for example, the one that with the cool label, the, the, um, the Farmhouse from Lagunitas. Right. I have no idea what that's going to taste like. It says Farmhouse, so what do they do? Scrape off the paint? off the side of the farmhouse and use that you know as the flavor you know instead of hops well actually you know it's we we know what it is well we know what i it mean is. if we don't know what it is we don't know what it is right but uh but the idea is is that we you know there's there's some clues that we can look at it says saison style right yeah so we know what that tastes like right because it's called farmhouse we know that it might be made with the same kinds of yeast that you would find in the belgium style open air Yeast gone wild, right? Kind of thing. It's pointing you in a direction, right? And hopefully, through listening to enough of those shows, you'll these shows, you'll pick some of that stuff up. I mean, I don't think have we really done a Belgian show yet? No. 
Yeah. So no, we haven't even done a Belgium. So that's because I'm not that wild about Belgium. And, you know, Belgium, when we do that show, it's going to be called Belgium 101, and it's going to talk about this beer, this, this beer, beers that you'll be able to get all over, um, things. And that's one of the other rules that we have on our show is that we want to be we want to make sure that we're drinking beers that are accessible to as many people as possible most of the time unlike last week's show which <laughs> was a beer which no one's going to be able to get cuz i'm not sending anyone my bottles <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i mean i was talking to people who are in the the on the other side of the bar and they're like you had what this afternoon yeah how the hell did you get that exactly and uh so, but most, I mean, we try to jump, jumble up the shows and come back every now and then to the, the basic stuff. Cause that's really what we want to do. But as we get other guests on with different expertise, we're not going to, you know, have somebody who brews at someplace come in and sit down with us and taste Oli. Right. That's Oli, not they fair. Might talk. Well, they'll, they'll bring their own beers and we'll try what they've, what they've built. Yeah. So it's four simple ingredients. It's water, yeast, barley, and hops. That is the German... Reinheitsgebot. Reinheitsgebot. That law that Germany has says this is the only thing that can make beer. Now, when you get to the more creative modern brewer, they are varying from that a lot. Right. They're using fruit. They're using honey. They're using candy sugar. sugar, They're using um, champagne yeast. You know they're varying it up in a in a very creative way because well a couple spices spices for for good reason too because we have we have breweries that um, breweries and brewers that have a lot of control over their system. Also the 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 German the German Reinheitsgebot and those four ingredients apply to the basic beer that was coming out of Germany. 500 years ago, right. 600 years ago, where different places had different traditions that, because of necessity or local conditions, tossed some other stuff in their beer. Right. And it's not that they're brewing unpure beer. They're just not doing uh, – we talked on an earlier show about how beers originally came from one region, had one taste, a lot because of the quality of the water there. Right. Whether the water was hard or soft or had a lot of calcium. And in other places, you had a lot of fruit, you added some fruit. If the weather was hot during the summer, you didn't want to have heavy beers all the time, and vice versa. So, um, yeah, you get variations on Red Heidskaput. And now, luckily, here in this country, where everybody can experiment with whatever they want, anybody tosses whatever they want in the beer. That's right. <laughs> it's pretty crazy what they've what they've put in beer, especially the home brewers. Yeah. The people who are brewing at home who don't have, um, who don't, who are not prohibited by their production bill, right? They, they, they aren't trying to make money from their beer. So if they need to buy $80 worth of raspberries to go in their five gallons of beer, that's totally doable. Right. Undoable for the, uh, for the, the large, large company brewing companies. So, it, because it's it's four basic tastes, it's sweet, sour, bitter, and popsicle. Although that's not really the way to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I mean by popsicle. Is popsicle? It, no, it's savory. That's the uh, that's the the taste. Okay. Okay. And I call it popsicle because that's the overwhelming, syrupy, slick 
you know, lots of flavors are going on and you don't exactly know what, what that is. Um, I always like the green popsicles. The red, white, and blue ones are always appealing, but then they're not good. Grape or cherry or maybe the orange one. Yeah. One of the shows that I'm happiest with that we've done with basic beers is uh, probably aired five episodes ago where we tasted Bud, Bud Light, Coors, Coors Light, uh, uh, MGD, no, MGD or no, Regular Miller. It was Regular Miller. Uh, And especially just Bud, Bud Light, Coors, Coors Light. All those beers, even though they're thought to all just be generic stuff that you pick they up at the gas station, the they all have apps. You can taste them one by one and say, this is this, this is this. Some are sweeter, some are more bitter. So even in beers like that, you can take from a starting point those four beers, figure out which one you like the best, and head out in that direction. Right. So if you're a Coors Light person, you might head out toward Sierra Nevada or Anchor Liberty or... Um, even an IPA, yeah, you know, that might be the path that you go. If you're a bud drinker, probably um, a bigger, well, like a, a pale ale. Lagunitas Red. Lagunitas Red would be a, a red beer, a more amber beer, because yeah. that's more of a sweeter flavor. Uh, with the the bud is sweeter than the than the cores. Mm-hmm. Rough. I mean, very very simply stated, right. it's slightly sweeter. So if you like the cores more, you're sort of on the hoppy end of things the bitter end of things, and the bud is more the the sweet and rounder, maltier end of things. Possibly more balanced. Yeah. And, you know, you know that'd be an interesting triangle to make, <laughs> you know, to find the to find the next path from there. Yeah. Intern. Intern. <laughs> the intern's not here today. We wish her leg will get better. Don't skip after festival. Yes. When we get a break, we'll go into the festival and some other news updates. <laughs> so we're drinking Sierra Nevada. Why are we drinking Pale Sierra? Ale? Well, this is – so the beers that we have on the show today are beers that Motor and I would very much – would very likely pick up to take home. Yeah. Right. And it's the local beer that you should be able to find everywhere where we live. Right. If you go to a gas station or a Seven Eleven, you will find at least two of these four beers there. And so what we're trying to do is reconnect with the idea uh, to everyone trying to explain to us what your local beer is and what you like and what when you're just picking up a six-pack and you can't – it's your go-to beer when you can't decide what you want or you're tired of going through all the different beers. Right. Going, I want to get this. And with me, it's it's always uh, Anchor Steam. Mm-hmm. And with John, it's – It's Sierra Nevada. Yes. Um, I, I do know that if I'm going to a party, I can take Sierra Nevada or – uh, anchor steam and no one's going to complain right and if i take something weird some you know something that i'm really proud of yeah everyone's going to go what is this yeah happens every single time so what we're what we're basing the, the beers on the show today is just basically beers when we go out to the market and need to pick up a generic yeah. beer this is our beer don't just drink the beer no, no. We well, talked you, about shampooing with it. You got to let it up, <laughs> let it warm up before you pour it over your head. I would say you can just drink the beer. You 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 can get a pitcher of whatever and a pepperoni pizza and just go have beer. That's one way to experience beer. But the better way, I believe, is to experience the beer by smelling it, tasting it. Waiting for the beer to settle through your mouth and then 
repeat. I'm going to go off here on my, my first tangent of the day, John. Aye. What was I doing for the last 10 days? You <laughs> you read an article on fake Steve and then took it for the real deal. That's and not you really followed true. Fake, and you followed fake Steve. No, I was actually, fake Steve was two days ahead of me. But if you guys were wondering on the last show with Dr. Bill, why I heard almost none of me. Um, he wasn't drinking And we'll get to, we'll get to my, my Oregon Brewers Festival stories later because I know the kids want to hear that because I've gotten some mail. Um, when I was up in Portland for the Brewers Fest, a dear friend of mine texted me and said, Butter, when you get back down uh, from Oregon, do you want to go on a, on a cleanse diet with me? And every now and then, I've found it very helpful to either just completely stop drinking for a couple of weeks. Uh, but this time, I said, sure, cleanse diet. And it turns out I signed up for a fast. And <laughs> for 10 days ending yesterday, I was existing on uh, a lemonade made with fresh squeezed lemons or limes and maple syrup with a little bit of cayenne pepper thrown in. And I got so sounds like a joke. I got to tell you, it's absolutely true. And it's absolutely amazing. And there are a lot of things that, that, that this has done, but one of the things that, uh, and I believe everything it says, if you want to look it up, Google lemonade diet or master cleanse. And one of the first things it said is around day two or three, your sense of smell comes back and you don't realize that your sense of smell had ever gone away until all of a sudden you're walking around and smelling everything. And when we were doing the uh, Dr. Bill show, I could smell all the beers, and I was smelling a whole lot of stuff. But then yesterday afternoon, when I finally uh, broke the fast and had my first beer, I was at Magnolia, and I looked up on the board. And coming out of 10 days of not eating anything, I was sort of looking for something light. I was originally going to have their mild, but then I decided to have their alt. Mm. And the alt is a German style uh, from Dusseldorf, and it's a lot like Anchor Steam. But when I, and it's served in a little small glass. And when I first tasted that, I tasted that beer like I had never tasted a beer before. And you felt it all over your tongue, and it was an absolutely amazing experience. And so when you say, John, just don't drink the beer, experience the flavors, this is one of the things yesterday that I was just absolutely blown away wow. by this thing. So now I have to do this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's amazing. What you, it's sort of like a reset. An internal reset. Well, I, you know, I do this once a year, right? I go through the the March thing, uh huh. Because um, there's no baseball, there's no strong beer festival, there's nothing happening in March except for the the uh, St. Patrick's Day. But I don't participate in the tourist. You event. mean you mean Irish Cinco de Mayo? <laughs> Irish Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> so I I usually skip that that night and. But, you know, the 30 days, the reverse no. bender for 30 days to get the reset. And I, I have to say that you can't drink an IPA immediately after doing that. You've got to re you have to you have to re experience all these all these beers mm -hmm. to, to build up to it because the beer, uh, an IPA is so big. It's so hoppy that, you know, we've we've attuned our our sense of everything toward that. Well, also, we so dulled a lot of it is what I found. Well, no, but you're, you're too, you, you've, you've built up to it, right? And so it, that's the, that taste is the normal taste. Right. But, I mean, part of the cleanse, too, is cleaning everything out. And so it was just like everything I had so had the, so much flavor. So the toy truck that you swallowed when you were seven finally showed up? No, those things, I think we talked about this on a show before. In college, I swallowed quarters, and nothing nothing ever comes out, kids, if you ever worry. Uh, but you burp metal for a couple of days. 
That's that's some beer school knowledge there. See, we're on this side of the bar. We talk about swallowing quarters. <laughs> and, you know, if I wanted to right now, I could make John bust up for about a minute and a half. <laughs> what else did I do toward the end of the cleanse? <laughs> I got tired of the cayenne pepper in my lemonade, so I started chugging tapatio sauce. <laughs> Here goes John. i got to talk for a while because he's just going to laugh. <laughs> oh, God. That is like shots of tapatio. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. But... but it was fin- I like tapatio sauce. That, you know, sauce. that's a that's a uh, the base for my wing recipe. Really? Yep. It's the best sauce. It's uh, it basically cuts through a whole bunch of unnecessary grinding peppers and making grilling peppers and marinating them up and that just start with tapatio. And it doesn't have all the vinegar. I mean, Tabasco to me just tastes okay. like straight uh, regular Tabasco just tastes like straight vinegar. Yeah, it's and tapatio is delicious. It's you can drink it right out of the bottle, which I approved. Okay. Where are we here? Well, we're talking about... <laughs> did um, this. Did this. If you experience the beer, so, like, you know, you're not just keep drinking the beer, especially if you take a break in between sips, the beer will, will form new flavors in your mouth. So you might actually taste when a beer is bad at that point because you'll taste the... The whatever that word is. You taste the cardboardy staleness. Yeah. The, the well, or the sharpness that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Like the time when we did the homebrew beer. Yeah. You know, it's like you didn't oh, right, know. Right. We didn't know that it was infected until it was like the very end. It was like, uh, 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 like scraping my tongue off because I don't want that flavor in my mouth. Scraping your tongue to spite your nose. Exactly. But yeah, if you, I mean, if you're really listening to the show and you know getting into beer, figure out every beer what you're tasting, what you like and you don't like about the beer. And then from that, hopefully, you can come up with, if somebody else describes a beer to you, you can understand which components of the beer you like. And if you like more hops or less hops, you know which way to go to your next beer. You don't have to. Well, here, I want to bring this as our next point. How do you know if you don't try? Well, you just believe what other people tell you. That's what I do all the time. (laughs) You know, Bach beer is made from the, uh, when they scrape out the dirt from the bottom of the kettle. It that's not. That's a that's a widely held fallacy. It is not. You know, but that's what people used actually to they play the uh, the Brandenburg concertos while they're brewing the beer. Yeah, that's how you make a Bach beer. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm going to take it a step further just because I feel like it. Remember Mash? Yeah, TV show. Yeah. People of a certain age don't probably don't remember. They had it still. It was on like. Three <clears throat> three episodes in a row every night, and back in the original Mash, you had Radar. And Radar was going to go on a big date. And the guys were trying to tell Radar how to seem sophisticated around the woman. And whenever she started to say something interesting, they just told him to go, ah, Bach. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's going to come back to haunt me. I know it. I bust you up, John Foster. Thank you very much. (laughs) So you you have to try these things, right? Yeah. So the, the... The cost of these beers that we have today is about four bucks for these big bottles. Yes. Right? So you can get one, or you can even buy one bottle of beer from most grocery stores. So buy a bottle of beer and try it. Yeah. And then what do you got? 85 cents, a dollar 20, you know, something like that. And then if you don't like it, you don't have to finish it. I mean, just. In the simplest way, get get a couple of get a couple of bottles of any beer or cans yeah. of any beer, and then sort of pick out, try and pick out 
what flavor it is you like or don't like about the beer. And it doesn't matter what words you use because everybody will understand what you're saying. Right. Some people with a uh, twig up their butt might say, well, that what you mean to say is. is and right. you just go, no, I just. No, I, you know, I'm tasting popsicle. I, I don't know all the good beer words, but when I talk to people, they go, yeah, you know what? I understand what you're saying, but, you know, I'm not saying. Mm. Well, Ki- when, do you taste the kiwi? <laughs> the, when you hang out with brewers and they start using all their words to describe stuff okay i'm tasting those things i usually just fart <laughs> i'm tasting those things not your fart but i'm tasting those things i just don't know what the word for that is because i've never bothered to learn it <laughs> you don't have to like the beer right i i run counter to a lot of widely held this is the best thing ever is i prefer guinness in the bottle to guinness in the draft can because i'm not a big fan of the uh the beers pumped on on, on nitrogen. nitrogen most belgian beers i could you know take them or leave them sure like the goose style i like the goose oh. some of the some of the bigger fatter big fat trappist you know abbey stuff um the big super malty sweet yeah. syrupy things because uh, that's that's not really my thing i right. don't and i had a conversation with with somebody on email that german hefeweizen nah i'm not really a fan of german hefeweizen i love widmer hefeweizen mm. i didn't have enough of it when i was up in portland it's just a style i don't like and you know anybody can say you know anchor and there's a reason right. you don't like anchor and that's it's your flavor i mean if you don't like green jello you know, like There's nobody jello. to tell you you're wrong. Well, you're an adult, right? You're not a kid. You're not. You don't have to listen to your mom who says, "Finish your vegetables. Finish. Wait, I don't, finish I, your Guinness. Finish your Guinness. No like, spotted dick without your Guinness." <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like being a, be grown up about it and just say, "I don't like that." Yeah. And you're not wrong. And you, and you don't even have to defend you. Yeah. And but and also if you're if you're serious about this, having a conversation with somebody, explain why you don't like it. And you might say, you know, it just I, it tastes burnt, and burnt is a completely correct answer. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like the burnt taste, that's that's you know completely valid. And that's going to explain to somebody there are a lot of beers that you're probably not going to like, or you are trying to get somebody to try new beers, maybe. If you started out with a very burnt one, you might try a milder one that you might like. Speaking of milder, we uh, have our next beer. Yes. So this is the original IPA brought back by Fritz Maytag. And up until this beer style, up until this beer was made, there was um, there was an American IPA made by, uh, I can't remember the name, but it was like the IPA. Oh, it was... Uh they're our, our little guardians of the universe. They're down there in the bottom of that. That's st- one thing about Sierra Nevada. It's still and they're down there. No in the matter, bottom. no matter how big the beer, they still have the the bottle conditioning. It's still bottle conditioned. That's your uh, that's your cue that it was Sierra Nevada. I don't like what you like, and sometimes you won't like what I like. It's true. That's why people. You know, say fall in love, fall in love. That's why people. <laughs> no, that's why people say no. I don't want. What do you see in I that skank? <laughs> I don't like. I don't like pepperoni pizza with pineapples on them. Yeah, that's wrong. So it's like it, it. Well, it can be pretty good if the pineapple's fresh. You're sick. 
<laughs> All right. Well, if you're going to get a Hawaiian pizza, you know, Canadian bacon, pineapple, get jalapenos on it at the same time. Wow. That's really good. You are avant-garde, John Foster. Sometimes you can also throw the little tiny cherry, not cherries. Cherries. <laughs> I'd like some maraschino cherries on my pepperoni jalapeno pizza. No, no, no. The little um, orange. I'm going to Ralph if you go any further with this. <laughs> the little oranges. Oh, little mandarin oranges. Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to love those out of the can. They're, they're tasty. Maybe some homebrewer will make mandarin. Um, There's a tangerine something. beer at Ruth McGowan's in Cloverdale, California. We're going. I didn't even know that Brewpipe existed for like three years. Yeah. So what what were we on? Uh, I don't like what you like, and you don't like what I like. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You know, you don't have – that goes back to the you don't have to like the beer. And right? also – just, And just because I'm telling you this is the best beer in the whole world, and you don't get it, well, that's – you know, my palate's different than your palate. Right. That's absolutely true. And there's no reason – you know, there's no reason to, to go, oh, yeah, uh, I don't get it. You just say, I don't get why you like this beer. And ask the question – so what is it that you really like? Do you like the, the sourness? Do you like the fruitiness? Do you like the, you know, do you like the fact that it tastes like donuts? That would be the malt. Mm-hmm. I saw the Simpsons movie. Mm. Spider Pig. <laughs> you know, in a thousand years when somebody, some, you know, our advanced civilization looks back on these archives, yeah. because we will be known as the greatest podcast about <laughs> beer ever. Drink Spider Pig. What the hell is that? Spider Pig. <laughs> well, the choir is going to go on for just a bit more here. <laughs> okay. I don't know how much I have to. <laughs> to have turn wants the choir. <laughs> to have Spider Pig keep playing, but. Okay. We are a news show, so technically it is fair use. We're a news show. Okay, there we go. <laughs> you will change what you like. Now, there's a scary statement if I've ever heard one. Oh, that's absolutely true. The, the things that I liked when I first started drinking beer, I can't stand now. Interesting. Tell me more, John. Remember when, remember as kids, we were told that, you know, Heineken was like the bomb? Nobody ever told me that. Well, you forget, I, I have a freak beer bring up. <laughs> right. Okay. Heineken you, is the bomb, though. Heineken is the bomb. And Do you from, know my local market has, I think, five different kinds or five different containers of Heineken? You'll see that when we get to the homework. Okay. That's <laughs> five different kinds of And Heineken. I will guess that Heineken in three of those containers or two of those containers is much better than Heineken in the yep. other containers. You know, this this idea was, you know, here, here's a Heineken. This is the best beer. At the time I was going to Comdex. Uh-huh. Uh, part of the computer. That's the Vegas thing, The right? Vegas thing, yeah, back in the day. That they hold at the same time as the big porn convention, right? No, no, that's CES. Oh, but, that's so CES. I was So we had my family owned a computer store, and every year we'd go to Vegas to try to find new computer stuff for the store. You know, I was probably 17 years old at the time. And if I wore a suit and a tie, I could get served in Vegas all day long. Yeah. It was no big deal. They're like, oh, obviously you are important. Mm-hmm. You know, here's you a, need to get drunk and gamble, son. Pretty much. <laughs> At the parties, the industry parties, it was Budweiser or Coors or Heineken. And right. it was like, well, I'm going to drink something that's imported because that was my, you know, my thinking at the time, you know, marketing. Right. So I would drink these beers and I did not like Heineken. But I would drink it because, A, 
it was imported and B it was the, you know, the quote better of the three beers. Yeah. Then eventually I learned to like it, but the sourness of the beer always, you know, it's like, eh, so I associated that taste, that flavor with it. Well, if it doesn't make you pucker, it can't be good. Right. (laughs) Uh, so anyway, as time goes on, I discover new beers and new things and Heineken in a green bottle. Yuck. Yeah. No way. I'm going to drink that. I think they even, I think because the characteristic of Heineken, you know, that sour flavor, because every single bottle of green Heineken I've ever had has that characteristic. It is consistent. I think they run it through ultraviolet to (laughs) damage their own beer. I doubt they do that. Well, but still, it is. I, consi- I mean, it's it consistent. 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 It's consistently hideous. How is that possible? <laughs> Dutch efficiency. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so then I go through the phase of drinking pale ales. And, uh-huh. um, I think pale ales are okay. What well, we you know, Sierra Nevada, we had one of those, but it's not like the it's not like the the beer that I seek out all the time. Right. Also, with all respect to Sierra Nevada. And Sierra Nevada is the stake in the ground, and Sierra Nevada is probably the biggest micro, real microbrew that there is, mm-hmm. uh, because you can get it at a supermarket in London now, or in Amish country in Ohio, or all of that. Most brew pubs, pale ale is sort of like the, uh, right. I rarely, when I go to brew pubs now, if you look at the list and it says pale ale, it's like, eh, that's not really, it's sort of like. The, well, it's, it's, the, it's described as a boring beer. Yeah. But you did the cleanse, so the Sierra must have had a different. Of all of Sierra, of all of Sierra's products, the Pale Ale is probably my least go-to beer. Okay, and um, but it has amazing consistency. I mean, the oh, recipe yeah. for this beer has not changed. Oh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But didn't we say we don't all have to like the same beer? Right. For a long time, I didn't like Racer Five. Why is that? I don't know. Was and the just hop all char- the hop characteristic or. No, I don't. I don't know what it was, hmm. and it just like and eh, like Racer Five, and then as recently as about six months ago, all of a sudden it's like mm, Racer Five. <laughs> so I don't know what happened. Maybe it was the big uh, party on the bus tour. No, it was before that. But that video is out now. I know. I know. We can uh, aim the everybody to see a, the craziness that went on. I still like uh, the outtakes I've got that I did of my own video. You know, me on fire was always fun. <laughs> no, I like me talking to the uh, the the cat, the eventual castaway on the bus. What's your name? Motor, we met 30 minutes ago. <laughs> you know, if I ever meet a woman who has my who has a voice that sounds like, you know, sounds like my woman voice, I'm going to run away. Uh, there's nothing wrong with liking what you like. It's true. If you like Razor 5 and that's the beer that you always get, that's fine. John is getting closer to what my 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 second digression about OBF, and I've got to tell you when I'm up in Portland, oh, right. the beer for me is Ruby. Oh yeah, it's made with blackberries. It's a big fruit beer, and I love it. And I drink gallons of it when I'm up there. <laughs> somehow, but it's somehow I mean, you were supposed to bring back Ruby for uh, the fruit beer show. Yeah, well that didn't happen. Also, I mean a lot of the beers, the the uh, world famous. We haven't said anything yet about watermelon wheat. Oh, yeah. You either like that beer or you don't. Uh, it's even more extreme than that is the uh, vanilla beer at Thirsty Bear. The, another beer. Do you either love it or you can't take it? Yeah. 
it was funny, and we're going to get into a Portland digression here. When I was up in Portland at the Oregon Brewers Festival, one of the things I was doing was I was there is a uh, golf pro am tournament, and it's pairing brewers with non brewers at the Edgefield Golf Course. It's a very very small pitch and putt. In different brewery sponsors' holes, it's a it's a fundraiser for the Glen Hay Falconer Foundation that raises money for brewing scholarships in memory of a brewer that died far too young. I was on the 21st Amendment hole at 8 in the morning handing out cans of watermelon wheat. <laughs> there were probably brewers that were like, mm, no. Yeah, there were some guys that's like, uh, I'll just uh, share my friends. Which leads us to our next thing. Get over the whole man thing. I only drink beers I can't see through because those are the most manly beers, John. I think you're mocking me. Why are we drinking this then? <laughs> no, the idea is like, oh, it's got fruit in it. Obviously, I'm not going to drink that because I'm a dude. I know a couple of uh, big, burly gentlemen who like getting knockered on cider. Oh, well, that's a girl drink if there ever it's was. totally one. a girl drink. <laughs> I like cider. Might as well put an umbrella in it. I like cider. I have, a new, I have a new appreciation of cider because of Vinny at, Rush, at uh, Two Rivers Cider. Ah. Yes, they make all sorts of interesting cider. They do. They make uh, pomegranate cider. They make apple cider. Um, you know, traditional cider. They um, make, I think Triple Rock right now has three of their ciders on really? it. Really? Yeah. Mm. And, and they're all bizarre. It's pomegranate. Everybody loves the pomegranate yeah. cider. I mean, but, what else are you going to make out of a pomegranate except for cider? Or that palm stuff, because pomegranates are supposed to make you live forever. Wow, Nuh-uh. that's silence. <laughs> that is some of the greatest amount of silence I've ever seen. Not in duration, but the quality of that silence, kids, if you're listening, that's a 99 out of 100 on everyone. Everyone, silence. both of us were like going, got to get some palm. Oh, geez. Who wants to live forever? Who wants anyway, to live That's another Blade Runner quote. Oh, yeah. Cookies and milk keep you up? <laughs> what are you thinking about, Sebastian? <laughs> no, don't. I mean, if I am famous now for going into the Tornado, which has a gazillion, or at least mm-hmm. 50, uh, happy 20th anniversary. We should clink on this uh, to the Tornado. The 20th anniversary party was last night. Dave Keen and the lovely Jennifer. I'm infamous going into the Tornado and going, I'd like a Rataburger. What's wrong with that? I know. There's you nothing like wrong with you that. You like what you like. Anyway, there's this idea that beer equals virility, or that's not really right, but whatever. Too much beer equals no virility. <laughs> yeah, no virility. The idea is that it's a guy thing, and that yeah. there's this definition of what, you know, I got the truck, and I got my dog, and I got this, and, like, and I'm going to drink Bud. I'm like, okay, well, that's nice, but... There's so many flavors that are going on with it. Oh, I don't like flavors. I just like Bud. I'm, like, I'm going to listen to Bob Seger and watch GMC truck commercials. I need 70 tons of cinder blocks dropped into the bed of my truck right now. Stat! <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> Nobody does that. That's good. That's good for the truck at least three times. There's an ad for, I think it's maybe Nissan or something. It's a pickup truck. And they're showing, it's, a, it's like a big dual cab pickup truck. And they're loading two by fours into the back of the pickup truck. Except the big the bed of the pickup truck is no more than six feet long. And everybody knows two by fours come in eight, eight feet. Right. And I'm looking at this ad going, that is so much crap showing a load of two by fours into a six foot long bed truck. They're making they're making a a, a fun house for midgets. It's true. 
where they're making a dollhouse for the kid. I just, the first time I saw that ad, I'm like, that's so much. <laughs> we bought a new beeper, didn't we? We did. We got uh, that installed just the other day. <laughs> Don't be afraid of the dark. So there's this idea that beer cannot be good if it's dark. It's gone bad if it turns dark, John. Don't you know anything? That the darker the beer, the more foul the beer is going to be. Oh, it's going to be bitter. Like, or the, and it's going to be high in alcohol and really, really strong. Like, like for example, the myth of Guinness. Would you like a fork with that beer, sir? Yeah. Like, no. Like, yeah. Or the fact that it is a complete meal. Um, you're going to have a burger with that on top of the beer. <laughs> the thing of it is, is that look at the specs of Guinness. This beer is under 5%. Mm-hmm. This beer is 120 calories. Right. This beer is the lightest beer that you can possibly buy uh, next to Amstel Light and like the anchor. Uh, the anchor. Anchor as small as like 70 yeah. calories. Yes. Yeah. So it's like a, it's a wee beer. And the thing is, you can drink Guinness all night long. And you're having a good old time. And you drink enough Guinness and you start re, re, uh, reciting Joyce. And uh, Can you recite Joyce? No, I can't. Okay. Neither can I. Even, even in my normal state, I can't recite Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea is... Don't... She was the brunette in Three's Company. Oh. <laughs> that Joyce. Not James Joyce, but the brunette Joyce. In Three's Company, yeah. <sighs> Can you really recite Joyce? No. Do you know Joyce? Mr. Ritter, I'm just in a towel. <laughs> Wasn't that pretty much the... Uh, yeah, that was that pretty was much... Company. That was pretty much Three's Company. <laughs> Oops, my towel fell off. I never understood why either Suzanne Summers or What's-Her-Name from WKRP was hot. Oh, Lonnie Anderson? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I always like the mousy one with the glasses. Yeah, well, that was uh, uh, Bailey. Yeah, Bailey. <laughs> uh, you know, I think everybody had a thing for Bailey. <laughs> it's like Kate Jackson on Charlie's Angels. She was by far the hottest of Charlie's Speaking Angels. Speaking of Kate. <laughs> hey, Kate. Hey, Kate. That's Rita Franklin. <laughs> We're both drinking at once. Let's see. It's it, only pedestrian if you want it to be. Oh, is this our beer versus wine thing? Yeah. Uh, well, the idea that that because I'm a beer that I like beer, I'm somehow less of a person because oh, it's just beer. It's true, and that you know, there's as many flavors in beer. In fact, there's more flavors in beer than there are in these high end, wonderful wines. That we need to start a magazine called Beer Spectator. <laughs> well, there is that magazine you can get from newsstands here, just called The Spectator. Oh, yeah. Is The Spectator even still out there? Uh-huh. Uh, Fritz Maytag once said, and he's probably said it a lot of times, wine is like painting in watercolors. Okay. You blend, you mix, you blend, you blend, you mix. You and taste. Beer is, beer is painting in oils. You throw it together, and you throw it in the fermenter, and you see what comes right. out. You get what you get. And, but and, you've and, got so many different things going on. The 50-50 beer at Tornado what, that, that we had on the Dr. Bill show smelled amazing, and you know it tastes amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. I haven't tasted it yet. That, was a, that beer was <laughs> something else yeah the 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 pedestrianness this thing of like oh you're a beer drinker like okay so i was at a table uh went to dinner with a bunch of people last year Uh uh-huh and they had these wine 
these big silver oak cabernets and this other stuff that some they, white grenache. some white whatever and it was it was expensive osti spumanti uh, <laughs> blue nun no it was not those beers no and they were they were they were showing off around a client from a for a client yeah and so what do i i say well what beers do you have and the, the person's like like what beers do you have and the guy says well you have this 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 and so i'm like all right well I'll, i picked one of the three yeah and they're like and the people around the table were offended. They're like, "Well, why are why aren't you not going to drink this wine?" I'm like, "A, it's wasted on me. I don't have the palate vocabulary to appreciate why that beer, excuse me, why that wine is $150 a bottle. I'm going to drink it and go, yeah, it's good." Which is one of the complaints that we had in our uh, from one of our listeners that said, well, "You describe the beer as good, or I like it." <laughs> <laughs> but the same thing with wine. I think that I think that you can make up all these words and you can go, oh, you, you know, it's like the snobbery that goes with that. If you're drinking it to show off, then yeah, beer is pedestrian. You know, we've got a show in this, John. We do. Yes, uh, it's the beers that you can open for a wine connoisseur and have them shut their trap. Oh, we need to And do I've that. done that with everyone. And everybody will tell stories of opening a bottle of beer we and had, saying, okay, try this. We had a ha. beer. Ha. We had a beer on the show, one of the shows. I think it was the uh, Extravagant Tour of Taste. Uh-huh. That was like, that was one of those beers. Like, okay, well, this is, this will turn your beer-hating wine friends into beer drinkers. They don't hate beer. They just turn up their noses at it. They go, eh, it's pedestrian. It's like, <laughs> drink local. Although I got to say, I, yeah. just one more thing. I do like the nice wine. I that's You know, once in a while, here I'd rather drink wine that for, for with people that are appreciating wine for what it is. Yeah. If you're using wine to show off for your client, then I don't appreciate you drinking that wine. Right. If you're just going, uh, uh, <laughs> a dear friend of mine has a term that uh, that he uses to describe a friend of his. He likes things that are reassuringly expensive. <laughs> if it costs a lot, it must be good. It must be good. It's reassuringly expensive. With beer, if you drop thirty five bucks on wow. a bottle of beer, you besides the, uh, I, I think a lot of them are stunt beers. Over thirty five bucks. Mm-hmm. If uh, we went out to a beer store we haven't gone to yet, Plump Jack oh. out in Noe Valley, yeah. that has an amazing supply of Belgian beers. I think you top out somewhere in the thirty to thirty five dollar range, and you can take this thing in, or say for what somebody would spend on one bottle of relatively fancy wine, the sixty seventy dollar range, mm-hmm. you can come up with three bottles of beer that if they sit down and actually taste it without their bias toward beer, they'll go, wow. And you'll shut them up. <laughs> I mean, you'll ed- I didn't, did I say shut them up? I meant educate their palate. Educate their palates. Drink local beer. So the whole San Francisco thing has been taken the wrong way. By some people. By some people. Uh, we have a quote from one of our listeners that says you stinky bastards pretty much if you ever open your mouth again i'm going to reach through the internet and strangle you now it's from pax romano 2007 
Beer School needs a substitute. If you're looking for information on beer, search the Beer Network podcast. If you're looking for information on John Foster and Motors' favorite pub spots in San Francisco area, well, you've come to the right podcast. Often rambling, irrelevant, irreverent, and utterly sophomoric, Beer School is very proud of the fact that they're here to introduce you to new beers without actually introducing you to new beers. Are you kidding me? We've introduced people. <laughs> there's There's been 26 shows, and each of those shows have had at least four beers on them. So what more invitation do you want to drink beer than, than, than that? Exactly. Well, also, Perhaps. I mean, if you if you want to if you want to get really into the uh, everybody geeking out on every single point on beer, the best place to go is probably ratebeer.com. Right, and those will be people that will be more to your liking who will sit there and deconstruct everything and argue back and forth. We're just saying, if you like this, try it. We're not, you know, going to argue a. a a 2004 Rodenbach Alexander against, you know, a, the an Allagash whatever. There's no point in that. That's like that's like that's not us. That's not that's, that's not, not who we're we trying to do on the show. <clears throat> it's like it's like turning tuning into Three's Company and expecting Cosmos to continue our references to shows from the late 70s. So this person ends up. This. It's like the difference between Hogan's Heroes and Roots. Roots was, I, Roots was long. Or Shogun. Or Shogun. Guns and Navarone. It's a great song by The Clash. <laughs> no, but Guns and Navarone was way better than Roots. So the last thing this guy says is uh, a two-star podcast. The extra star for the Rockstar Bartender episode. Rockstar Bartender, one of the few people to ever appear on a podcast with any amount of likability, personality, it was possibly the only reason to download a beer school episode ever. Oh, we love you. Thank you very much for the, uh, the, the shout Mr. out. On, Mr. Romano on, on rockstar bartenders. See, as, as, as I've said before, we hired price Waterhouse to go through all the comments and they all cancel <laughs> each other out. Exactly. For all you rockstar haters. <laughs> rockstar bartender has a lot of information. And I think that the only we, reason why people don't like the show is that they're that guy. They are. Oh, those guys were at Tornado last night. Oh, yeah. Those guys, they had the $20 bill pasted on their forehead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, notice me. Oh, no, that's the worst way oh, to yeah. get served there. Oh, yeah. You're never, you're going to pretty much be told to go. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. I was pretty lucky when I threw the girl up on my shoulders that I didn't get in trouble, though. Dave saw you throw the girl up on your shoulders? Dave was, no, but Dave didn't. It wasn't Dave. Anyway, we drink local beer because there's a. Everybody should drink local everybody beer. Everybody should drink their local beer. And we would like to drink your local beer. And we'll talk about how that's going to be, how we can make that happen. Yes, in a little bit. You but the idea, through, you but, put it through the burrito pneumatic tube, exactly. Oh, that's right. The, burri- <laughs> the burrito tunnel. Yes. Oh my gosh, the burrito tunnel is awesome. They super chill the burrito, and then they put it in in the pneumatic tube the pneumatic to shoot tube. them from San Francisco to New York. Right. And, and by the time it gets there, it's hot again because of the friction in the tube. <laughs> we need a link to that. <laughs> burrito tunnel is the best thing <laughs> the problem is that it doesn't go the other way there's no there's no reciprocal there's no pastrami tube there's no pastrami tube oh, i would just put my mouth over the end of the pastrami tube and suck just open it oh that's there we go we have to put the explicit tag on now <laughs> why because you said explicit sucking on the end of the pastrami tube doesn't <gasps> sound that good 
Only, so, only if you think of anything other than pastrami. So why do we drink local beer, John? We drink local beer because of a couple of reasons. It supports our local economy. Yes. The beer, any beer, should be as fresh as possible. Yes. With few exceptions. Okay, so well, the, no, the, the, the exceptions stuff. are barley wines, beer that needs to be aged, stuff that... that um, Belgian stuff. Belgian stuff. I mean, there's stuff that's mixed together and swooshed around and left in caverns and guarded by gnomes that we don't have gnomes here although vinny's trying vinny russian river Vinny, yeah. is trying to import the gnomes to guard the beer up there in the you gotta clip their airs though so they're not seen as gnomes no so they, then yeah so they're they just stand. gnomes yeah all right but drink local beer because and tell us about your local beer not enough people have told us about their local beer when i was in seattle living that summer i spent the entire summer seeking local beer john i was just in seattle you were (laughs) oh yes it was raining it was everything in seattle it was raining it was beautiful it was foggy it was was, no we had a little no snow but we had a little bit everything else but there was a beer there i thought of you the entire time at Elysian, which I think is the best beer in Seattle. Um, it's a Foster's clone? Foster's uh, Foster's Child Australian-style lager. <laughs> <laughs> they must make it like Foster's 20 years ago. It was pretty good. They've dumbed that beer, the, the Foster's Australian, which yeah. is now Foster's Canadian. They've dumbed that beer down to undrinkable, as we've said on the show. Okay, just because it's... Expensive it means it's good. True or false? True, obviously, John. Obviously, right. Well, you were just talking about that expensively comfortable zone. I remember uh, the Dr. Bill show. We were at City Beer Store. We picked up uh, bottles of Session, which were 99 cents each. A buck. Which were delicious, or so I heard because I was just sniffing stuff that day. I liked that beer a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, just because it's expensive doesn't mean it's good. Uh, we're going to do a show coming up where the beer is going to be decidedly non-expensive. Exactly, nearly free. <laughs> just because it got imported means it's good, true or false. Obviously, Corona is one of the best beers on the planet because it comes from Mexico. Obviously, it's in a white bottle. I mean, a clear bottle. A white bottle. If it wasn't a white bottle, then it might help. The Morimoto beer. Soba beer from Rogue, I think, comes in a white bottle. But I'm not a fan of Corona. Never have been a fan of Corona. I think what we're getting with here as we go down this list of just because it's blank is that you can't just pick one thing out. You can't just say because it's in a brown bottle, it's good. Right. You can't just say because it's made in Northern California, it's good. Yeah, which is the next one here. Just because Vinny made it means it's good. You skipped one. I'm going to come back to that one. Okay. Sorry. No, just because Vinny made it it means it's good. Oh, because you, I didn't have that beer that you have issues with. Oh, the one the so this I was, was out a, of town for that for the, that festival. This was the uh, the uh, Bravo festival. Well, who's Vinny? Okay, Vinny is Vinny Chilurzo from Russian River. Yes, he is an amazing brewer. Yes, and I know that everyone's going to say, "I'll trade beers with you." I'll trade beers with you. I'll trade beers with you to try all the shun beers that are there, and I'm happy to do that. We'll figure out how to make it work. I didn't see Vinny last night, but I saw Natalie. What was one doing there without the other? I don't know. I just didn't see Vinny. Maybe he went for pizza. Although I tend to notice women more than I do men. Maybe he went for pizza. Maybe he was in Not the Not that place. Oh. 
Not that place next door. That's horrible. No, he went for pizza proper down the street. Oh, pizza proper. Or maybe he went to go get rib tips. We should do that. But um, no, just because so-and-so, just because... Well, just because Allagash made it doesn't mean it's good. Just because right. Dogfish Head made it. Just because, just because Sean made it. Goose just because, Island made it. Right. Just because whoever made it doesn't mean that it's automatically good. Oh, so, Sean's IPA is automatically good because he won a gold medal yesterday at the Bistro IPA Festival. Bravo, Sean. Thank God. Wow. The last time he... No, he won bronze that one year. Yes. And I'm like, Sean, where'd you steal the medal from? He got all offended. All offended. Aww, don't be a hater. No, I wasn't a hater. I was, <laughs> I was I was being sarcastic, but he took it the wrong way. Aww. Just because it got made in a whiskey barrel means it's good. Okay, here's another uh, Portland story building up to all the other good Portland okay. stories that'll probably come after class is dismissed. Nico, we were <laughs> I forget which brewery made this, but it was some bourbon barrel beer that they were pouring up at the Oregon Brewers Festival. Mm. And Nico really put his finger on it when he said, this tastes like a Jack and Coke left out overnight. And I said, it's missing the cigarette in it. (laughs) And everybody I'm sure that's listening can picture that. The Jack and Coke left out overnight with or without the cigarette. This beer was really, really, really sweet and tasted a lot like bourbon. Uh, now the the sort of latest, I think it's come after the uh, the uh, putting a lot of hops in beer is putting stuff in different barrels, and there are people who do it really well, like Vinny or Firestone Walker, right? That, or uh, uh, but then if you just go out and get a bourbon barrel and dumps. throw some beer on it, uh, if it's got too much bourbon, your beer is going to taste like bourbon or a Jack and Coke left out overnight. Not good. We're not saying. All this oh stuff no is no! Bad. Try you know try these things right? Yeah. But just because it got made in that, just because the brewers all proud of the fact that they dumped they got a stuff in wood, yeah, doesn't mean that it's going to be good. Yeah, you've had watermelon funk right the last night. How, what did you think of it now? Delicious. Okay, because the first time I had watermelon funk, I thought it tasted like uh, sour cucumber. Yeah, I mean the the difference between uh, uh, what we're talking about is. 21st Amendment, 560 52nd Street, flagship beer, uh, watermelon wheat available in cans. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, they took some of the watermelon wheat up to Russian River. They threw it in a barrel with Bretomyces yeast, which turned stuff sour. And at the the first tasting of it was when it was last, last October yeah. when we took the uh, the bus up uh, to the rush to the Russian River Brewery and and. Uh, Pardon me, Bear Republic's uh, two breweries in Marine Brewing. And we had the first tasting of the watermelon wheat with Bretomyces after it had been down for about 18 months. And like John said, it had the sourness and it had the cucumberiness because a watermelon and a cucumber are very close to the same thing. But you could really taste the two flavors. I tasted a little bit more watermelon than I think you did. Mm-hmm. Last night at the Tornado, it's come back out again. So this is... Uh, eight months, nine months, yeah. ten months older. Twelve? No, not twelve. Not twelve. Oh, no, no. Almost a year. Almost oh, a year. Almost that's a year good. Later. You're learning from me. The be generic and don't try to be specific yeah. when you're pulling it out of your butt. It was a lot more sour, mm. and so over time, the little the little beasties are still working on it and making changes to this. Hmm. What was our point? 
Our point is just because it got made in a whiskey barrel doesn't make it good. Right. But the watermelon wheat was good. Hmm. And it's interesting to see something uh, evolve over time. Yeah. Just because it came in a green bottle means it's good. This is that whole thing back when I was talking about Heineken's. Oh, right. You know, the idea like, oh, it's in a green bottle. Like, that's obviously a better bottle than a, a common brown bottle. Exactly. The idea that um, light can get through. Well, you know what? It's interesting. Light can get through all of this glass, right? Unless you actually put a wrapper around it that's completely black than the, like, oh, aluminum can. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to completely cover up the bottle. So it's got to be in cardboard. It's got to be protected. And the idea that, oh, it's a brand, and obviously this brand is a great brand. Therefore, the beer is going to be good. Technically, and I'm going to go down a rat hole here, um, you could pro- it would be very expensive, but you could probably come up with any color of glass with a coating that would cut out almost all the UV. You could just dip it in something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of – and I know this from uh, good old college in architecture and energy – a lot of the buildings you see going up, they're all glass. If that glass wasn't cutting out most of the UV, you would basically have solar ovens. Right. So, But breweries don't do that. Maybe one brewery will. Maybe one brewery will get a stick up their butt and decide that they want to invent the UV, the UV blocking clear bottle. Right. And it's technically possible. But for purposes of our discussion today, drink your beer out of brown bottles. Pretty much. All right. You guys often describe your beer as this is good. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we get into a big long list. To get into a big long list of what it actually tastes like just doesn't matter. There are other places to find that out, and you can get the details on Rate Beer, for example. Right. I learned. Or Beer Advocate is another place. There are a couple of things that I took away with me once again from college, which is the last time I learned anything. One was how to negotiate, how to very effectively negotiate a bureaucracy, and that's because where I went to school. The second thing was you don't have to know all the answers. You have to know where to find them. And if we come out here and let's talk about a beer from the early beginning that we both thought was amazing and blew us away, and that was Modelo. Oh, right. And if you, we're not going to tell you all the characteristics of Modelo and what goes into making Modelo what it is. Right. Well, and I just, and I described this beer as this would be great with a burrito. Yeah. Now, you can go to a site like Rate Beer, and I'm sure there are people who will pull apart every single taste and deconstruct what a Modelo is. We don't do that. That's not our skill set. That's not our expertise. It's not what I'm, well, I'm not not interested in that. So, and uh, you have a story about Nils. No, no Thor. About, yes, about Thor, who I, went th- who went through the uh, the beer judge certification process. Yeah, I've I've got a friend who's who's uh, incredibly bright, and I claim that he can take any book, put it under his pillow at night, and wake up the next day an expert in that subject. And when he was on his beer kick, and we talked about him before, uh, he went through the whole BJCP beer judge certification program or whatever it is, and uh, that's motor at beerschool dot com. Um, <laughs> And uh, when he first came out of it, he was going through every – we'd go to a pub and every single beer he'd have, he'd completely deconstruct and say blah, 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 and this isn't right and this isn't right. And I would just go, but I like it. And sometimes if you're just out with your buddies to have a beer and somebody's deconstructing something and telling you, well, this is – this is crap or this is spoiled this way or this – you know, this is off of this style, you go – 
but I like it. It's kind of so, like it's like listening to music, right? Some pop music is just you know playing the crap out of an E chord, right? But the song still rules, right? Right. So a good example of that is uh, "I Want to Be Sedated" by the Ramones. Twenty, twenty, twenty four Four hours hours ago, ago. I want to be sedated, which is pretty much the way I feel right now. Um, Aww, (laughs) it's been a little bit more than twenty four hours, but something like that. Just to lay off the wild acrobatic sex, John. (laughs) That's all. Give me to the show. Hurry, 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 before hurry, I go, go, go. But that's an, oh, e- wait a second. that's an E chord. Your back is messed up, and yeah. the intern's got a bad leg. Uh, I had nothing to do with okay. that. Just checking. The acrobatic sex. Yeah, I was checking. The... That's once but again, motor at beerschool.com, but uh, the intern already knows what the idea. The idea is, is that, yeah, you know what? We don't describe every single thing that we're tasting, because sometimes it's just okay to say i like this we're not even mentioning the beer that we're drinking right oh, yeah, now. we're drinking anchor anchor, anchor steam. steam the the beer that has the unmovable label i will give you oh this is an epiphany beer i will actually. give you i will give you 50 reasons why this is a great beer or i could give you 50 reasons um i still claim it's basically an alt okay uh it's probably one of the maltier beers that i like and just the whole story and everything that good old uh, Fritz Maytag has done for brewing is all embodied in this beer. If you learned to like just this beer, like, so let's say you're you're just a normal beer drinker. I wouldn't say then, learn to like. I would say learn to appreciate. Okay, but let's start, let's start with learn to like. Okay. Okay? And then appreciation comes after the fact. Okay. Okay? But if you learn to like this beer, then you can gateway to all other kinds of beer. Don't well, know. no. If you if you can if you can take apart what this beer is because it's a unique beer. It's for many reasons. One is Fritz's lawyers. What this is in the world of micros, it's 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 a fascinating story. And you know why I like it? No, why? It's good. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> it's it's malty. It's hoppy. It's everything in balance. It feels full. Uh, the it's just pleasing, and it's like a big hug. It's consistent. Yes. And go, I taste no trace of kiwi. Or cherry. Or horse blanket. Or grass. Or coriander. Or burned. Uh, we're both getting hate mail on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't taste any of those things. Um, BJCP, nope. We just want to like the beer. I would say that if you know... So this is what I know about my music training. So I was on a, a bend to be a, a, a long-term, lifelong musician. And the more I learned about music, the more I hated music. Yeah. Because as I, as I learned about it, I found that, oh, that composer was totally lazy when he did that. You know, from a theory point of view, from a, a, a doing it point of view, that kind of thing. And... It was maddening. So, like, I want to like music, so I'm going to quit music. <laughs> and I would say if I went down the BJCP path, the training, that I would probably not like beer. I would take a uh, – let's do count uh, – point, counterpoint. Okay. Um, if I was the sort of person whose brain worked well – with the sort of memorization things, mm-hmm. I think it'd be useful to to learn all the, the correct words for the flavors. Okay. And to learn what I'm talking about. I don't want to judge anything. 
Okay. I, I'm, I'm not that person, but I think it would be when people explain the beer, I know what they're talking about and vice versa. When I use my sort of layman's term well, to describe the beer, they always go, yeah, you're getting it. And what you're saying is this and that. Right. And usually now when I'm talking with them, it's in a completely non-judgmental way. Uh, that they're saying, yeah, you mean this and this, and I go, yeah, that's what I mean. Well, like this, you know, this word—it's a big word. It's three syllables. It's astringent. Yeah, right. What does that? You know, band aids. Band aids. Right. But if you listen, and if I got that wrong, I'll get called up to the office. Whatever. And look it up. Getting fired. But no, we're, we'll the, <laughs> for the for for the show notes. So there will all be you, all you sinks. There will be <laughs> the link to the uh, BJCP flashcards, so you can actually learn what these things are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, put them in your vocabulary if you so desire to. And if, I, and if you're a person who takes to that stuff, more power to you. Exactly. And it'll be easier for you to converse with people who – it's learning a language. And it'll be easier for you to converse with people who know that language. And it also if you know those – if you know those words, then it also works for wine. It also works for food. It works for, you know, all those – all those flavors, all those profiles work all across the board. Biscuity. I like biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is a huge problem. And I'm sorry about this. But sometimes we get the facts wrong or we give different information. For example, gravity <laughs> keeps the beer in the glass. We do know that all yeast <laughs> dies at the bottom. We knew that. I was just, if you folks were here in the studio when that question was asked of me or whatever it was, I'm looking like, what the hell are we doing? I didn't know I had to know something today. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, we get the facts wrong on, on occasion, but it's not our fault. The problem is the intern's fault. We oh, spend, we spend fault. too much time with uh, Google and Wikipedia. And so we just go, oh, what is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, part of it is this. Like, why am I going to remember all these things? You know, it's like my level of commitment to this show is to make it as real as possible. So if I know ev- absolutely everything, if I have every single fact in you, front of me. You do, John. The intercom is right there. Okay. It's recording the show. And I'm oh. going from paper. So the paper sometimes doesn't talk. It, but you know what we get? We get this stuff wrong. Sometimes. I just had a flashback to Twin Peaks, where uh, Josie was thrown into the Black Lodge, and she was like the CG wooden uh, nightstand doorknob, like trying to talk and scream and get out of it. I don't remember that show. Okay, that show was too stupid for me. Let's go back to the list here, John. Um, <laughs> which one is that? I want to read this off the list. So. I don't like what you like, yeah. and sometimes you don't like what I like. That's <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. What do you guys know about beer anyway? We know what we like. We do know what we like. We know that we like to be part of beer culture. My my dear grandmother, Rose uh, Sh- Rosemary Schroeder, she used to say, taste isn't what tastes good, it's what you like. And we covered this before. Yeah, I know that Guinness in a can, they spend a lot of time to make it taste like it comes out on draft. Yep. I like Guinness in a bottle because... Because it's more probably traditional. No, it's it's wrong, and they couldn't figure out how to make no. Guinness <laughs> in, with a little widget for a long time. But if you're there's proper Guinness, and there's like the hack Guinness that they put in bottles before they figured out how to make right. the widget, I like the hack Guinness. 
there's nothing wrong with liking whatever you like. I mean, there are people out there who like Heineken. And there's a reason they like that flavor. And as you said, the flavor of Heineken, although we all know it gives it that flavor, it's a consistent flavor. And if somebody likes a flavor that's consistent and they appreciate that flavor, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a flavor I've never warmed up to. Right. Like Guinness Draft. Hmm. We've brewed beer. We don't like to brew beer. We've hung out with brewers. You know, we've never worked in the industry, that kind of thing. We're, you know, John, we've worked in the industry. If it wasn't for us, who would drink the beer? Well, that's And if the beer wasn't consumed, there would be no reason to brew more beer. We have worked in. We are the sixth step. We are. We are the final process of that. So we are the industry in a way. Good point, Motor. (laughs) I don't know. I read. I read a lot about beer. I remember some of the stuff that's here. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm part of beer culture. I go to the festivals. I go to the openings. I go to the events that are there. I'm happy to talk to the people. And you know what? It's not always about the beer. It's about my friends that are there that I haven't seen in, you know, three weeks or a month or six months. And we have the conversation and, and, you know, and sometimes it's about the beer and sometimes it's about, so how's that, how's the podcast or how's the, how's whatever else you're doing? Right. It's, it's, uh, it's the community around the pub and the experience. It's who you see, what you're talking about, whether it's the end of the day and you're talking about how work went, whether you're catching up with, like today we ran into Christian and Jody. Yeah. How cool is that? it's the people who come by the pub on the way to the ballpark. It's showing up at some place because you're going to watch the football game or you're going to watch baseball or cricket or rugby or soccer. Or, football, a.k.a. football. Also, though, I'm going to go back to a book. We have one book that we really like. Okay. And the other book that we really like that I don't think we've mentioned in about 20 episodes, uh, and I forget what the guy's name is, uh, the book is called Three Sheets of the Wind. And it's a guy writing about his experiences with beer and having beer around the world. And it's an amazingly well-written book. He's an English author, and uh, we might have a link to it somewhere, and I'll find the link again uh, because we're going to put that Amazon click-click or pals click-click thing so we can make millions of dollars off of all of you, our dear listeners, with a thirst for knowledge, buying books off the site. 30 cents. But Three Sheets of the Wind is about this guy going around the world and wondering, looking for what beer culture is and what it is that binds everything together. Going One of one of the interesting chapters is going to Spain, a place that nobody thinks of of beer. And you don't think of a great Spanish beer because Spain's a warm place. Mm. And their beer is not that bold and exciting. But the culture around having the beer when it's warm is what he's writing all about. And that's another... Thing that we're trying to impart and sometimes we get in trouble for because we talk about the pubs that we like and what that means to us in terms of culture and the social aspect of all that right well and that's why we talk about it it's part of our day-to-day and we have to talk about it because we don't have any pictures to show so we have to use a thousand words every time we want <laughs> to describe <laughs> every time we want to describe an image well, that's why we talk so know, much and, and it's uh, you know it's local beer culture local beer culture it's where you are you know it's it's been fun to talk to the half a dozen people that have come through San Francisco that have listened to the show that we've gone and hung out with yeah 
And, you know, they, they appreciate what we've done. Um, they, they've said, thanks for doing what you've done. And they're just guys like us. I was, uh, I was in the Brewing Networks forum the other day. Somebody said that their friend was in San Francisco this weekend and they said, go to the 21A, 563 Second Street. And, uh, and they said, but where else should I send them? And I sent them the link to our uh, Touring San Francisco Beer Show. But I also, because I didn't know whether or not the guy would take time to listen to the show before he talked to his buddy, I said, go to Magnolia, go to Thirsty Bear, <clears throat> and go to Tornado. But I said specifically, go on Sunday. Right. Don't go Saturday. No, it's no. a big festival, and I wouldn't throw anybody into that crowded mess. Unless you really uh, want the festival. Uninitiated. Go Sunday. You'll still get the beer. And that's sort of like... We understand the culture of the pubs where we are. And when we go someplace and travel, like sometime we're – for some reason, we'll make it to Minneapolis. We'll talk to the guys on on what ALC and say, you know, where should we go? And it's we're trying to impart some of our local knowledge because a lot of people make it out to San Francisco, whether it's vacation or business. Especially with business, if you're in tech, most of the big tech shows are here. Are here. They're not in San Jose, and that's lucky for everybody who has to travel on business. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we talk about the pubs here because that's what we know, and we would like people to tell us about their pubs. Uh, we can talk about some of the pubs that we've been to. I think when Jaime was on the show and we did Beer Road Trip, we talked. he talked about a couple of the pubs that he went to around the country because he's traveling for, for basketball games and mm-hmm. we've traveled for football games. We want to hear about your culture and what you like, too. We just talk about what we know. And, you know, you can complain about that, as that one guy did. Motor at BeerSchool.com and John <laughs> at BeerSchool.com. But, you know, it's what we know. It's, yes. you know, like, if I was traveling around the world, of course I would talk about all those places. But I'm not. I'm traveling, you know, to Marin. <laughs> I'm traveling to Russian River. Yeah. I'm going to Pacheco. I'm, you know, I'm going to the different places around the, the Bay Area. Nothing like a beer in a hot, stuffy garage. <laughs> Nothing like a beer in a hot, stuffy. licking your knee. <laughs> hey, are you going to eat that? All right. Pair your beer with food. So we talked about this for, uh, at depth on the extravagant tour of taste, which I have to apologize for. Chips and a microphone, not a good idea. And the mouth sounds. Sorry about that, too. We learned from that. And thanks for writing and telling us that that was annoying. We won't do it again. We'll still do that kind of thing, but we'll make sure that the mics are turned off while someone's eating. Buffalo blue cheese chips from Kettle Chips. With blue cheese. Yes. Oh, yum. That so good. But no, I mean, think about food and beer. And there's a lot of, there are a lot of easy, simple ones, and they're more complicated ones. I was thumbing through Michael Jackson, the beer writer's uh, latest book on Belgian beers. And so much of that book re, uh, resorts back to talking about food, right? And the food that you cook with beer, and the different foods that go with beer. And I'm just drooling. Well, all the stuff that come—I mean, like everything—all tastes complement each other. And so, if you have a really yes, Mister Pineapple, Jalapeno, Pepperoni, Maraschino Cherry Pizza, the uh, beer we're drinking now, the Lagunitas IPA, would uh-huh. go really well with that pizza. <laughs> it would balance it out, and it would bring out the marish. It would bring out the uh, mandarin oranges. Exactly. Oh, I forgot the mandarin oranges. Yeah, we're not putting maraschino and the loquats. What's a loquat? A loquat is a cross between a kumquat and something else. I think something low. It's, it's, a, it's a it's a it's it's low hanging fruit. It's an Asian fruit. Whatever. 
Done this, done this, done Proper this. temperature. Some beers need to be cold. Some beers need to be warmed. Sounds like a girl I know. Do you hear the coldness and sadness in my heart when I say that? Yeah, exactly. I would say that, uh, <laughs> you know, and we talk about, you know, we all, we talk about this often about how beers, like especially when we did the uh, lawnmower beers show, where the beer needed to be like 31 degrees. Or the opposite, when we did the mystery beer from yeah. the Gigantic Factory Brewery. Yeah. And we had one bottle with uh, Brewmaster mm-hmm. before the show. And, and then, then we had the on. beer on the show. Was, and when the beer warmed up, you're, when it was cold, we're like, uh, and when it warmed up, we're like, wow, this is a good beer. It's not a rule of thumb, but a lot of darker beers are better a little bit warm. And by warm, we don't mean like lukewarm. We just don't mean cold. Or we mean just not cold. All the words you need to know to talk about beer. Tram Pazzo says, I just don't get the feeling these guys have a very depth knowledge of beer. <sighs> Sorry, sir. <laughs> you know, we know what we know, right? If you want to do a podcast, Mr. Trampazzo, that that go that imparts your extreme knowledge of beer, by all means do so. Exactly. You know, and there's nothing stopping you from getting some microphones, a mixer, and plugging it into your computer. The Loganitas IPA had an original gravity of uh 1.3. It has a color that is about brown and it has a lot of bubbles in it. And I, I do believe that it has a nice head. I miss our uh, our Pantone book. Mm. We really we have got something new pan- going. We got a new Pantone book. I forgot to bring it on the show today. Which is... Uh, so this... We have a couple of things about this. Guy named... Uh, DJ Santa. Great show. We've been listening to the session, which is the brewingnetwork.com's yes. show, for about nine months. After a tip from John Foster. Thanks. And I bought a new brewing system this week. Looking forward to brewing my first batch in a couple of days. You can read all about my system on my beer site, PasadenaDrive.com slash beer. So here's Power Beer School. Guy's getting into brewing because he listened to our show and the session. Excellent. That's cool. Bravo, sir. And uh, Joe Hartman. Really liked this episode. Wait, what is he talking about? That's good. I'm glad to see the prep is being done during the show. While we're doing that... Here all the basically, <laughs> basically, Joe Hartman says, figured it was a pretty good trip, especially when you consider my wife does not drink beer. Anyway, he's talking about his entire beer trip based on uh, touring San Francisco beer. Ooh. And I was going to read some of this, but they basically went to all the different places around the thing, and uh, they had a good time. Kids, if you're coming out here, I cannot stress this. <laughs> You want to go to Anchor, reserve now. Exactly. And go to Anchor. It's one of the most beautiful breweries in the world uh, in terms of just walking around the brewery. If you're going on your way to uh, to uh, Bear Republic or Russian River, Thursday afternoons, 4 o'clock, go to tour the Lagunitas Brewery. Yep. Um, it's not a beautiful brewery. No, it's but not. They make but it's a rock beer. and roll brewery if and there ever was And one. you'll see what people are doing. Uh, 
It's another brewery I like to say nice things about. This this is what we're drinking now is the Lagunitas IPA. The, ah, the fun thing about Lagunitas IPA is the homework. No, not the homework. The thing that's fun is you walk into the brewery and they have the beer, the the pallets stacked to the ceiling, and it's all IPA, and you're like. This is our unique version of an ancient style, a style as old as the ocean trade routes of the last centuries. Great ships, not as old as the equator they had to twice, had to cross twice en route, nor as old as the 10,000 or so miles of dihydrogen oxide and sodium upon which they sailed, but older <laughs> Than the circulinthium for lentoid that binds the lubrin quantinate onto your taste buds. Weird. Think about it. Now stop. Okay. Go again. Now stop. <laughs> Think again. And stop. But we digress. <laughs> Made with 43 different hops and 65 various malts. They're lying. <laughs> this redolent <laughs> ale likely floats your boat, whatever planet you're on. And if you think they ramble on or are too unserious about their beer, you meh, call us at 707-789-4495. That'd be Lagunitas IPA. And one of the best things about Lagunitas, is the writing. besides how good their beer is, is they've got stuff like that in every bottle. Is the writing. So I have one last thing that's going to wrap this part up, and then we'll get to the homework. And that is a guy named Man in Maze. Gilgamesh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Remember when that time I butchered that? <laughs> okay, let's be serious. All right. Man in Maze writes, beer school is cool. And it only gives us four stars, but that's okay. Five is reserved for awesome. I think four stars is a completely honest okay. rating. Yeah, it is. The hosts, John Fa- John and Motor, are beer lovers that cater to listeners with mono beer experience with a desire to move on. Their goal is beer education for those that are ready to purchase other than the standard convenience store beers. The podcast is somewhat in beer education value, but typically are above average. Even the seasoned beer drinker will find a new beer vocabulary in many of the other podcasts. Wait, no. Many of the many of the podcasts. Did you translate this letter from English to English well, and I Babblefish? <laughs> Babblefish. <laughs> Something for everyone. Some campy jokes. There was this bear that went into a bar. Groundbreaking <laughs> podcast descriptive technique. Quoting Pantone color numbers for beer color. <laughs> Speaking of that book, unconventional opinions such as beer in cans is superior and beer critique. Beer critique stays on the inside of the glass until it pours down my throat. Controversy, the rock star bartender episode. <laughs> in all, a great listen. Send these guys a beer coaster. Thank you, sir. And we did not pay him for his review. No, that was on iTunes, and everyone can see that. <laughs> oh, John. All right. So we have homework now. We got. You know, I came up with the homework this week. This is. You know what? I didn't have to do the homework because <laughs> Motor did the homework. Um, 
And this is completely keeping in theme with uh, today's show. Cool. And we're wondering what beer you have. And I've got this list, and once I Photoshop the photos into decent re- decent resolution, they'll go up on the site somewhere, and this list will go up. But I went to my corner market. I didn't go to the specialty beer store. I didn't go. Right. No fair going to City Beer. Right? I didn't go to City Beer. I didn't go to uh, Beverages and More. Right. You didn't go to the, the place in Noe. Didn't go to the place in Noe. I went to my corner store. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten. It's three pages. Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five. Uh, five times twenty. There are one hundred twenty-five different beers at my corner market. Wow! And so when, yeah, we got a lot of different beer in San Francisco. Uh, about half the stuff on the list, and I'm not going to read it off. About half is imports. Uh, I would say in most places. You should be able to find about half the beers on this list. Wait for new Belgian stuff. uh, Maybe a third of the beer. Uh, But this will go up, and this is me going to the corner market at the little store and coming up with what I get at my corner market. And it goes everywhere from Rainier and PBR and Bud Miller Coors, uh, Red Hook, Widmere, Modelo, Corona, a lot of different kinds of Heineken. Dosakis, you'll see it, but make a list of the beers. And what I did to get this list, um, you was, photographed it. I, yeah, I went in and I took pictures of all the coolers, and then I went home and I looked at the pictures and picked mm. out six pack by six pack and laid it on the list. And you'll notice there's Rattaburger in my local corner market. Uh-uh. Yeah, wow, Rattaburger. It's interesting how they group them too. Uh, Rattaburger is on the same shelf. Mirror Pond is not an IPA. Mirror Pond is a pale. Is it? Yep. Uh, see, we make mistakes sometimes. Deschutes, Mirror Pond, very first time I tried it, I described it as taste like pond. Did I say Deschutes, Mirror Pond? No, it's New Belgian. Oh, no, it is. It is. Never mind. And it was, and it was because the beer was bad. Mirror Pond is a fine, is a fine pale. Yes. Oh, Rattaburger is on the same shelf as Carlsberg, Elephant, <laughs> Bass Ale, and Peroni. What's Elephant? I forget where Elephant comes from, but Elephant's, I think Elephant's a, malt, uh, a foreign, they call it a malt liquor, it's just a stronger beer, I think. I don't know. I'm talking out my butt. But uh, you'll you'll see that it's a really interesting collection of beer. It is. The, and the thing that's missing, there's no Racer 5 at your... Uh, there's at your no local. Racer 5, uh... But yeah, if you, you go you, if you go to the um, if you go to um, Zeitgeist uh-huh. and you go to the corner market like that's right the forty five where the ATM is where the ATM although I think Zeitgeist has an ATM too. If you go to the corner market, they have a really amazing collection of local. They have um, Russian River. Uh-huh. They have uh, Damnation in a in a in a bomber. Cool. It is cool because it's in the freezer or a fridge. So kids, we don't care what it is, and we actually actually. So it's what's in your. We want to we want to know wherever you go to to you know if it's if it's Safeway, if it's Winn Dixie, if it's Kroger's, if it's if it's a Quickie Mart, if it's a, I went to the Quickie Mart in Seattle. Is it fun? You know the only ironic thing it was eh, uh, the ironic thing, and I don't know whether or not they planned this. The two guys behind the counters were Indian. <laughs> And I don't know whether or not they plan. you come again. I don't know whether or not they plan that. But it was right by the Space Needle. Uh, 
that's but that's for, that's for the after show when we get into all love that the, love the but space needle go out tell us tell us what you find at your local i've got all the different sizes and shapes of budweiser bud light cores well he listed them all in the way oh yeah <laughs> and so we want to know where you go buy your beer you know, not the tricky place. We want to know what your regular beer is so that we can find some of this or we can talk more about that. Exactly. Because we love you and we want to connect with you. All right. Not well, in that way, though. Not in that way. <laughs> we, have, um, we have one last thing to say on beer school, and that is... I don't know. Well, we have to say it. Yeah. And that is... Class Dismissed! <laughs> Okay, kids. All right. I went to Portland, and I went to Seattle. You have an interesting story about memory loss. <laughs> we have to start there. Well, no. We okay, here's my there. quick rundown of Seattle. Uh, if if you're uh, spending 10 days out of town, yeah. spend more time in Portland than Seattle. Really? I love Seattle. <sighs> Portland's so much better. Hmm. You don't have to like what I like. We just went over that on the show. Exactly. Uh Elysian and Maritime Pacific are 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 good, are are probably the best beer. Um, big time, I love just because it's Triple Rock in Seattle. <laughs> the beer tastes the same. They had like five IPAs on or something like that. Wow. Um, but Oregon for the Brewers Festival, I did not spend enough time there this year. How come? Because I didn't get into town till Thursday afternoon. I usually get in Wednesday morning. Oh, okay. And um, you had the golf game on Friday. Had the golf. Well, I was up at I was up at like quarter to six on Friday morning. Uh, we had to be on the bus at, at uh, Rogue to get out. To Rogue has a school bus. They drove us out to Edgefield on. Uh, was out handing out cans of watermelon wheat, and I had a really good buzz on watermelon wheat by about ten thirty in the morning. Uh, Friday of the Brewers Festival was my day where it was. Besides going to the Brewers Festival for about two or three hours in the afternoon, it was almost all ruby and watermelon wheat. Uh, it was fantastic. Obviously, and you got over the whole man thing. I was in a happy, happy, <laughs> happy space all day long. And there are a lot of stories to go along with. Pardon me. Um, Weren't you gurring at people at some point? That would be Saturday. Mm. I don't know what happened to me on Saturday. I think I was possessed by a demon. But... uh one day at the Oregon Brewers Festival is always my drunkest day of the year, and it just sort of happens. And this one was really, really strange. Um, we had a nice breakfast. We went out to the Brewers Festival, a whole bunch of us, and then a bunch of us split up, and we did our trek over to the Lucky Lab, and we hung out at the Lucky Lab, and then we went from the Lucky Lab to the place across the street, uh, boobies, and then... Um, from there, we got in cabs and went to uh, back to Ringler's Annex. Mm-hmm. Uh, but somewhere before we left, uh, somewhere around the cab ride, my tape ran out. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new. This is a reel to reel, and it's like, yeah, it just ran out. It's like the tape ends; nobody knows what's going on. It doesn't. It doesn't auto flip. I'm not proud of this. I'm not that excited about how that all night went down. But yeah, but and this is something I've never heard before. But uh, when we ran into some other friends, I was reported. Uh, my friend said, "Motor, how you doing?" And I went, <laughs> "No, Motor, how you doing?" I went, 
And there's so many more details to that story, but I'm just going to leave it there. Um, but all in all, not enough time in Portland. And I feel bad for turning into an idiot. Um, but it's still always fun. I wouldn't, I would not regret anything that happened. Right. I'm sorry that it happened, but I don't regret it happening. It's, that's what what happens. It was a very, very, very strange thing though, because going back and counting through everything, there wasn't that much beer. And the next day for the fact that I was at people, I felt fine the next morning. Mm. I'm not, I could, I, you know, I'm funny and I'm suspicious that, you know, somebody slipped me a Mickey. I doubt that happened, but I have no idea what happened. Hmm. I have no idea where I went straight over the edge and crashed. You know, sometimes the mind eraser happens. Yeah. Um, Especially with the festivals. I mean, it could be that you didn't drink enough water at some point during the day. Okay. And, or it could be that you didn't eat at the right time. And somebody stole my purple shirt. I bought it. It could be that somebody stole your purple shirt. I, you know, I've sworn off most beer shirts and I'm immune to most beer shirts. I haven't bought a shirt at the festival in Oregon for probably about three years now. Uh, but I, I've got everything that Lucky Lab has ever done because mm. they've got – there's just something about their artwork that's amazing. Really well done, simple, elegant, pictures of dogs. And there was a new one, purple shirt, and I like purple. What What's that? Be, don't be afraid to like fruity yeah, beers. Right. I like purple get shirts. Over, get over the whole, <laughs> I like purple get shirts. Get over the whole man thing. And I owned a Lucky Lab purple shirt for I think an hour and a half. I have hmm. no idea where that shirt went. Okay, Oregon Beer School listeners, or uh, find me my purple <laughs> shirt. Voter needs a purple shirt. What size? Uh, Moss Moss Grande. Moss Moss Grande. <laughs> um, but the you know I cannot say enough about how nice Portland is for beer, how easy it is to get around Portland, and you don't have to go up there for a beer festival. The nice thing no, you about can just go, right? The nice thing about going up for the Oregon Brewers Festival is I've probably got a dozen close friends that are up there at the same time and that many other people and acquaintances that you see at so many different events. Uh, but you can go up any time of the year, check into a place in downtown Portland and just go out and experience the town. It's a great, it's a great, great town for uh, for beer and to visit. That's my sincere voice. Cool. It was really weird the very first time that I was sitting at the Bridgeport Brewery, drinking a Bridgeport IPA that was poured from the tap and not from a bottle. Uh huh. That was like, uh, this came from somewhere. You know, it's like you know, the 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 crossover that I'm not drinking a beer from a, a the bottle anymore. Yeah. Like it came from a real place. One place, there are a couple places that I didn't make it to that uh, I wish I had more time to make it to. And one of the places I regret the most I go to every year is Widmere. Mm. And a lot of people and a lot of professionals think Widmere is a one-trick hack pony With their Hefeweizen. that makes Hefeweizen. But you go to the Widmere Brewery or you get someplace where you have their full line of beers, but especially the brewery. They make so many fantastic beers that don't make it outside the 503 area code. Hmm. Uh, and uh, I've opened a lot of people's eyes just by getting into the brewery and going, you know, this is this yeah. is actually, you know, yeah. The recipes are working here. Yeah. Here's, here's their beer, but here's the rest of their beer, and here's their commitment to the German styles and everything else. Cool. 
Yes. I want to go back right now. Uh, Southwest, $39 each way. I don't fly Southwest. $39. South, Southwest, Southwest has uh, said that if high-speed rail ever comes on the ballot in California, they have $20 million to fight it. Uh, and Southwest, that gets a big F you from me. Whereas United would actually welcome it. All right. Well, seventy nine dollars each way on United. <laughs> Buy your Unfortunately, ticket. United's not that cheap for uh, United was pretty expensive for Portland. See? Something about gas going up and kerosene and jet fuel, I guess, are sort of gas. What's until Richard Branson figures out to, how to make his ethanol jet fuel? They're talking about making out of. Uh, he's got that going. He's, yeah, he's funding research into coming up with with uh, making it out sustainable of jet, sustainable yeah. jet fuel, which is, and, which is a great idea because. It's also smart. It's not just hippie. It's not hippie crap. No, it's all about it's, economy. Right? If you can, if if fuel keeps going up like this, yeah. And for the people at home who aren't watching on the secret video feed, I just made a going up right thing with my hand. That's a motion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's smart business to think that where's the price of fuel going to be ten years out, and if I can come up with something that now might be more expensive but it'll be cheaper in the future. I have a competitive advantage. Right. Well, as as long as fuel prices continue to increase, it makes so, suddenly things that were price prohibitive, like for example, extracting oil from shale, right, or or turning rock into oil, whatever that stuff. Suddenly, those things become oh well, gee, we can do this for two dollars, and right? turning algae into jet fuel yeah. or putting uh, solar panels on your roof turns on the hippie chicks. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, I got a 77 Mercedes 450 diesel that runs on French fry gas. I It runs on on algae. It runs on microorganisms. My jet is finally going to be affordable. Yeah, you've had your your jet grounded for a while, John. Yeah, it's all the about the ball, fuel. the ball bearings. It's ball bearings and jet fuel. The overthruster? No, just the ball bearings. Uh, it's all about ball bearings these days. Uh, plastic. One hey, kid. Give me some more ball bearings. 